when you've made a career setting land speed records at over 325 miles per hour? How do you keep the thrill alive? Pickleball, of course. She's Valerie Thompson, the queen of speed. I'm Mickle Moore. It's the Pickle with Mickle interview series. Zero, zero, start. All right, Valerie, I think first we have to agree that we we both wimped out on getting together outside on the actual court at your house. I mean, the sun's out today. It's a beautiful day. It's just still cold. Still cold. This morning it was 39 degrees. Yeah, 39 degrees out here in beautiful Arizona. Oh, no. And I'm here with Valerie Thompson joining me. I'm so happy you made some time to join me on my little show. It's a great start to the weekend. How are you doing on a Friday? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm off to a great start speaking with you. (laughs) Well, again, happy to have you here. I mean, you're the queen of speed. Your accomplishments in motorcycling and motorcycle racing are incredible. It's gained you a lot of fame and earned you a place as one of the sport's all-time greats, right? I will give a few cliff notes. 10-time land speed record holder. Okay. Sturgis Hall of Famer. There's, I mean, like 11 things right there that are just awesome enough. Those are just the cliff notes. That's right. You pump yourself up. We're going to get into it. I'm going to let you tell a little bit about it. That's right. There's a documentary that's still coming in the works that just has an amazing title, right? I mean, Rockets and Titans. That says enough right there because you sit on rockets and you're a titan of the sport about that. And (laughs) I certainly want you to tell that part of the story. But what we're going to get into, and I think what is so amazing is you caught the pickle bug, right? I mean, it only makes sense that the fastest one gets a hold of the fastest growing sport. But let me go ahead, Valerie, take me back to how it all started. And you got the Jones, you got the buzz to ride motorcycles. You've been incredible with that. And then we're going to talk about how you're carrying that passion and and you're taking that tenacity right onto the pickle court. Absolutely. Well, I started my racing career down Scottsdale Road. And if anybody knows me, I always like to be up front. And everybody tried to push me in the back of the pack. I, I rode with a lot of guys and, and some females, um, and somebody told me that I was out of control, that I should take it to the track, and, I mean, he made me feel, like, two inches tall, and um, I got thinking, I was like, I told my friend, Charlie Mitchell, I said, you know, we are out of control. Let's go to the track. So we did about two months later. I fell in love with the racetrack, and I never looked back. I I absolutely just thought that this is my place, this is where I need to be. So I started racing a Harley-Davidson, my own fat boy, which is my street bike. Um, About a few months, uh, like a year later, Harley-Davidson of Scottsdale called and said, hey, will you race my V-Rod Destroyer? And I said, absolutely. It was like the it bike to race. It was a full-on Harley-Davidson drag bike, you know, nine-second bike that Harley only made a specific amount of uh, of bikes and um out of 40 racers in my second year of racing i placed number three 
I missed wow. number one in the Western Division, um, but only by seven points. <laughs> and that's second year in. Second year in, yes. Jeez, okay. And so now we're we're top three, two years in, riding for Harley. All right. Yep. Yep. And then quickly, I moved to uh, the next year. I thought that I, uh, because I do everything fast, <laughs> um, the next year I moved up to the NHRA Drag Racing Series. And I raced a pro stop motorcycle with 300 and at the time it was 360. Now they're about 380 horsepower. Um, you know, it's a six point six point like nines that they're doing now. And my top speed was 7.06 <laughs> in a quarter mile. Now they're going That's... over 200 miles per hour, barely over two. And what were you topping out at? My drag racing, I topped out at 190. Right. But that was back in 2008. So well, that's, that was my point. Forward, I mean, they're going faster. Right. Yeah. That was my point. I mean, 12, 15 years ago, you're right under the time, the speed that they're going now with improved technology, little uh, bigger engine in the bike. Right. And, um, yeah. but you were setting the trend. Absolutely. You were setting the speed. <laughs> I was setting blinging down the racetrack because everything I put on was bling. <laughs> My helmet, my my leathers, you know, I had a little bling. I had some Swarovski crystals placed on my helmet. <laughs> well, you can talk about that because, folks, what you can do is also go to Valerie's website at ValerieThompsonRacing.com yeah. and see some of that bling in the photos. You'll also see... You talk about yeah. that red machine. Is that the, was it, is that the the bub that you set the the record in? That I mean, what is it like to sit in there? Now, yeah. first of all, you introduced me to that person who made you feel a few inches tall, and we'll have a talk because it doesn't matter how tall you are to fit into that machine, and then prepare yourself to go as mm. fast as you go in it. I just look at it on the website and go. There's no way she got in there and and drove that thing. There's no way anybody gets in that thing. Because <laughs> it looks like a rocket. Absolutely. So it is a rocket. But, you know, like, okay, so I've been on sit-on bikes, and I've been uh, racing. After my NHRA experience, the economy crashed, and so did a lot of marketing opportunities. I lost a lot of my sponsorships. And so I had to reinvent myself, and that's, I said, well, I'm going to go land speed racing at the Bonneville Salt Flats, which is located in Utah. And so I started to do that on my sit-on bike. I got me a sponsor, um, Martech Services Company out of, um, um, shoot, where were they out of? Um, anyways, it doesn't matter. Like, okay, so... Um, <laughs> I got a motorcycle and I bought a BMW S1000RR and it's the most incredible bike. I, I top speed is in a one mile stop standing is 217 miles per hour. It's an amazing motorcycle. And to be my need for speed, I wanted to go fast. Yeah, 217 miles per hour in a one mile. And if you, if you know a sport bike, a super, you know, it's a, it's a sport bike and you know, they like to pop wheelies right away. I mean, but. <laughs> It's all about finessing the throttle. It's like all about finessing your paddle now. <laughs> yeah, we'll we're going to get that there, but that's a hell of a segue. But go back to yeah, 217 miles an yeah. hour. I mean, that's, so that's, that's fast. You know what? Absolutely. And, and you know, the slowdown part is you, you get probably a quarter mile to a half a mile to slow down out of 200 miles per hour, and you don't know what you're going to end up at. 
Um, but, um, you know, after I've done that, I set five land speed records with that motorcycle and it's just an amazing bike. I was actually sponsored with me, BMW Motorrad. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a great experience with them and, um, they enjoyed it. They enjoyed the thrill and the speed and, and they were in a new territory with land speed racing. So, you know, bringing them to a land speed racing environment wherein they're a, you know, a, road racing bike was like okay they opened up their eyes and it was a great opportunity but I wanted more you know I I knew I always wanted to be in 2006 I said I want to be the world's fastest female period absolutely (laughs) and so an opportunity came up to ride Set the goal to be the fastest woman. Let's do it. Yeah. Come on. And at the same time, you're going faster than a lot of men. I, Let's go ahead and pat yourself and pump your, uh, you know, pump I, out your chest and say, yo, I'm here. That's right. Well, you know, when a, a lot of people never did believe in me, they, they thought that, oh, she's not going to go fast. She's not going to become anyone in the drag racing industry. And, you know, and it's like, okay, well, maybe my mark wasn't in drag racing, um, at first it was, but when I started to get to get into the real high level, which is the top of the level you can get is NHRA pro stock. Um, you know, I soon to realize that, you know, I mean, I had an incredible team and it takes a great team behind, you know, a, a good racer. Um, yeah. it, we, they make us look good and make us look easy. It makes it look easy, you know, as a writer, but when Don't the opportunity be modest, Valerie. you make it look pretty good. <laughs> well, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> but when the opportunity came up to ride the Bub 7 Streamliner, which is a purposely built vehicle, it's a motorcycle, it's 25 feet long, it's, it's, it's designed to go fast, uh, and it's designed for safety. So those are the two things that it's designed for. And Dennis Manning um, has been um, a legend in the land speed racing for motorcycles. For He's a legend. Um, and uh, I just had a great opportunity to be with a great team of about, we, I think we had about, at the end of the day in Australia, we had about 16 members on, on our crew. And, um, you know, my top speed in the motorcycle streamliner was 328 miles per hour in Australia. And then the next day I had a motorcycle crash <laughs> yeah. because we were, we were going for the gusto. We were going for that 400 mile per hour. Uh, you know, the the world record um, by Rocky Robinson is 376 miles per hour. And, and you were 328. You know, we were going for the 400 mile. I was 328 the day before. But right. I was 363 miles per hour with a crash. <laughs> yeah. I didn't well. get a time slip for the 363 miles per hour, but our data on the computer uh, and everything, all the signs show that it was a 363 mile per hour run. And what do you think? And at the end of the day, I could have raced. I could have went like 380 miles per hour if I wouldn't have crashed. Okay. And so that's kind of my question, not to bring up the crash. However, the the difference from 363, 380, right? I mean, it's like you're watching Maverick and he's going, you know, Mach 10 and he's not going to stop until he gets Mach 11. (laughs) If you're at 380, 400, it feels like it's right there or is it like right out there you know i mean 20 miles an hour to most people doesn't seem like a lot but i think 380 to 400 is certainly a lot it's an amazing amount um i mean there's not a lot of people ever that get to experience that 
what it feels like. And I don't even remember what it feels like. I just know that I have to be perfect. I have to hit my shift buttons on time. I have to, you know, be totally focused. I have, I have to be one with that motorcycle. Yeah. So, um, and I want to a little bit about that. I want to make my team proud. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned you have a 16 team, uh, you know, crew out there. And in itself, that takes a lot mm-hmm. to keep going. It's a lot of people who are helping manage. support the whole <laughs> mission and manage everything, right? Yeah. And then back to yourself. And before you get out on the track and you get to do what you love to do, that mental focus. Talk about a little of that, you know, preparation, yeah. some of the technique you've developed over the years, because mm-hmm. I know some of that translates right out into pickle. Absolutely. So, um, the mental preparation, everything behind closed doors actually is the key to your success going forward, no matter what it is, no matter what sport you do, um, or even a job. So, you know, the, the, the mental preparation is, and, and just let me remind the, your, your, your fans that yes. I cannot take this motorcycle down the street. I cannot take it to a racetrack and just go fast and straight. You know, I don't have the luxury of getting in the motorcycle and going through my routine every single day. You know, there's right. a, there's a routine. There is a, you have to do things at certain times. Um, and you have to be perfect, you know. Um, I had a hard, um, I know we'll get into this later, but while I'm on the subject, but in pickleball, I had a really hard time of accepting that I made a a bad shot because in racing, there is no room for errors. Well, in pickleball, there is room for many errors. (laughs) Okay, not many, but there's room for errors. There's room to wiggle. And um, so it was really hard on my mental aspect. And my partner, Jim Shields, told me, Valerie, I know what your problem is. <laughs> you have to be perfect on the racetrack, but you don't have to be perfect on the pickleball court. <laughs> so you can accept that really some flaws, up my right? Eyes with him. I accept my flaws and on the pickleball court and in racing, I there is no room. You might shift a little early, which will take a few miles per hour off, but okay, well, fine. But if you over rev the, the motor, then guess what? You're going to be eating um, pistons and, <laughs> and, 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 and a lot of metal in your uh, dinner <laughs> that night. <laughs> it's not going to be a pretty sight. And in our ProSat motorcycle, you know, you got a forty to $60,000 engine. You could go up and make one run and that's it. Um, you know, you replace yeah. parts and you know, hey, you're 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars you know, for a for a new engine. So, um How many would you anyways, have? The mental you know, extra engines is really something I'm working on. As part of or would you just have uh, a full extra well, in the, uh, extra bike? 7, we only have the, the no, above 7, have, but you know, just those, typically. Uh, yeah. Well, typically uh, in the Bub 7, we have two engines, one inside okay. and one on the spare. Um, um, so in the, in a ProSat motorcycle, yeah, you don't have two bikes. Those bikes are like 250000 plus engine, $250,000. Okay. So, so you've just got parts, extra engines if, of, if things go wrong know, during a, during a you know, tour stop or circuit. Yeah, that's and why you've got the crew. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you have a spare engine. You have a spare engine ready to go in um, into the bike. And and what we do too is when I was on the on the I was a, a short stint into the NHRA. I never got a chance to really um, show my potential because when everything 
happened um, in 2009, it was just a disaster. <laughs> but it was a good disaster because it it showed that, you know, it changed my life. It changed to where I am now. And being yeah. the world's fastest female on a motorcycle streamliner is is definitely a great accomplishment. It's great to be the first to do things first, but it's also um it's also hard because there's a lot of um people like okay well what are you gonna do now <laughs> so right. i started racing a car <laughs> after the crash i started racing a car and racing. the world record on the car at the time was well it, it's not your normal car but it's a uh, it's a 43 feet long streamliner car that has two dodge hemi engines weighs nine thousand pounds and is meant to go over 400 miles per hour. I mean, we're talking like it. that car needed to go over 470 miles per hour in order to set the world record. And so, Not the world record, but a record at a the Bonneville Salt okay. Flats. So let me just like clue you all in about the 43 feet, just to put it in perspective of how racing and pickleball go so I've been out on boats that me. aren't that long. It's just Valerie. amazing. I mean, I've had a great time on like a 30-foot <laughs> boat for Grind Out Loud. <laughs> So the the Target 550 that I last raced, um, what it's 43 feet long, and the pickleball court is 44 feet long. So <laughs> for the pickleball community, my car is almost as long as the pickleball court. Just perfect transition into pickleball. I mean, you're driving a quarter round for crying out loud. And add five. <laughs> And add 5,000 horsepower to it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Try to stay out of the kitchen going 473 miles an hour, folks. Yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. And so obviously, Valerie, well accomplished. And I appreciate you kind of taking us back down some of that road. Mm -hmm. And folks, you can go to the website. You can read all about it. There is still an unfinished documentary or we're getting closer to it being finished. If you can speak about that as much as you can, I know we talked a little bit about that, but it's got such a cool title, Rockets and Titans, oh, and it's a, it was about the I journey of, of breaking the record. How, how are we coming along with that? Can you talk about it? Yes, I can talk about it. Um, you know, it's, you know, with the COVID, it really set everything back. And so, but going forward is that this team that's working on this documentary is, you know, they are so detailed oriented and we have such an incredible story with our team um, to share. And I mean, they've been filming us for four plus years. Um, I keep in touch with the producer and it's getting close. But what it is about, it's about, you know, the, the, the drive, the, the tenacity of, you know, becoming the best and breaking the world's record of 400 miles per hour and what it takes what are our setbacks? I mean, when I went to Australia to race uh, and, and when we went 328 miles per hour and when I crashed at 363 miles per hour, we were in Australia and it's literally in the outback. And it's it's like one way in and one way out. And it like literally takes you no cell phone coverage. Yeah. OK. It, it literally takes you off the cuff. Like when I crashed, my parents found out that I crashed. Um, from social media, from social media. So I wasn't able to call them. I wasn't able to phone home and say, Hey, I crashed just FYI. But you know, it's, it, it was hot. It was like, you know, you're living in a, in a trailer in a coach that is like 
you can't run the AC because it's we only have a certain amount of gas and fuel right. and we want to get back to civilization. And it literally takes you off the cuff of, you know, two and a half hours to go down a one-way uh, road that is so many whoops and bumps and and turns. And you're, like I said, you're in the outback, literally. And you're there with snakes, kangaroos. And Everybody. those little flies out there, they love human They love human beings. They like to bite you. They're they worse than mosquitoes, right? Those flies? Blood. I've heard about those. I've heard oh, about those they flies. Are. They're worse than they any mosquito we get around here. And I don't like mosquitoes. So I took a picture um, with, a, with a fan, and he was a youngster. And on the picture, I literally had a fly on my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Glamour like, shot. I didn't know it was there because I was smiling. And... You know, I can't say I swallowed it, but <laughs> I didn't know it was there until I saw the picture. So, Oh, that's fantastic. But let's bring it full circle <laughs> now. So, you know, we step back a little away from okay. racing, though you're always going to be prominent in the sport, and that's always going to be yeah. a part of your life, and I think it's awesome. You know, you mentioned you've done yeah. so many, you know, big name podcasts and new shows and been in magazines. And thank you so much for getting on the court with me. It's Pickle with Mickle interview series. and mm -hmm. I'm here with Valerie Thompson. And we're going to talk now yeah. how the Queen of Speed found the fastest growing sport. Mm -hmm. She got the pickle bug, folks. And when she gets something like like she has said, she gets into it. <laughs> she goes fast at it. She attacks it. And she has. Oh, go ahead. Are you there? I am. Are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? I can. You good? Okay, I'm good. Yeah. All right. No problem. And so now it's it's pickleball. And pickleball has become a big part of your focus and really want to become uh, a pro's pro. It's how I first met you. We were down at the pickle mall playing yes. in the in the league there and you stepped in for a friend to play in the playoffs. You were a little under the weather and you know you went ahead and said that your game was a little off. But I've seen you play a few a few times since. I mean, you went out, you built you built the court up at the house in the yard where we folks, this is where we were supposed to do the interview. Was out on the lovely court at Casa de Thompson at the palatial estate of Valerie the Queen of Speed. However, as we mentioned in the intro, we're wimps. It's cold outside, and so we're going remote. That's right. And so we've talked about how the mental toughness can translate into pickleball, and we also talked about how, as you started to play, you quickly found out, big slice of humble pie, it's not such a fast acceleration into that pro level and into a mastery of the game. Absolutely. I learned quick. I thought I could be a pro in a couple of years like I like I did in my racing career in a couple of years, you could be, you know, at your top level. And I was, but um, it's not that easy in pickleball. And, you know, <laughs> the difference too is that you're using your body, you're using everything. I mean, the number one thing in, in racing is it's mental. It's 90% mental. Well, I'm going to say that pickleball is like 95 plus mental. <laughs> um, but you know, you're, you're not in a capsule. You're not on a sit on bike and it's completely different. I get to relax and I get to like enjoy myself when I'm inside the cockpit or on a sit on motorcycle going over 200 miles per hour. But when you're on the pickleball court, it's quite different. You hear chatter. You hear, you know, your inner voice. You hear your your angel, and then you got your devil. It's like that's right. Yes, do it, do it, do it. Hit that, slam it, and it's like that's out. Right. <laughs> yeah, drive it, drive it. It's open. It's open. Yeah, exactly. 
So and so it, it quite you, humbled me. <laughs> <laughs> but now the pursuit, we're not going to lose pursuit. I saw you down. You were playing at the Pickle Puppies tournament, which was awesome. And then now you played out at Desert Ridge. Talk about that experience. You've played in other pro tournaments. Was that your first PPA tournament associated or had you played in a PPA or before? No, I've been, I've been in PPA. I, I love the PPA tournaments. I love all the tournaments. I, I, I'm, I, I'll do a tournament if I have the right partner. And now I'm a lot more wiser on choosing partners and, and partner up with people. So, um, no, I definitely, my, my biggest accomplishment was PPA at the JW Marriott, um, because I got to play five O by with a 17 year old Tanner and he's from Oregon. And he said, he said that, um, I lost my partner. Will you be my partner? <laughs> so I had to do some switching and some, you know, like some deep thinking, like, am I ready for this? Can I do this? Um, and once I committed and once I did it, I said, I belong here. Now all I have to do is train harder to get there nice. and to play consistently in that level. It was so nice coming from three, five to four O, which I play, you know, depending on the partner, um, going one more big leap. Cause I do everything fast and I do everything <laughs> forward. Yeah. You want, you want to get really to that next level. You want to get to that next, that next, that next move. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And I want to do it quick, but I am also enjoying the journey. I'm a, I'm a person that I really strive on mastering one thing at a time. And so now I just want to stop mastering. I, and I just, I feel like I need to, I have the masters. I have everything that I have the toolbox and I have the toolbox in here. So now all I need to do is apply the toolbox, all my shots, all the things, all the tools that I need at the right time, I need to apply that and I need to start playing in a higher level. And it's definitely a challenge, but you know, I have a lot of work still to get there. Well, and you mentioned that, and I think it's important. You've got the tools in the toolbox. You've got mental toughness. You stay fit. And we'll talk about how you do that from a physical standpoint, because you did mention, yeah, you do got to cover the court. It's not a tennis court, but it is 44 feet long. And there's a little space that you got to move and you need some quickness, right? And where are you at with the game yeah. right now? You mentioned tournaments and partners you know when are you going to slum it come back down to around a three five with this guy and we'll go play in a tournament and we'll go win it come on well you know what there's so many sandbaggers out there so when you when you go to the one of the golden tickets we can play three five or whatever um because there's so many sandbaggers and it's so disappointing i mean i, I went to my last nationals in texas uh yeah it was texas right last year yeah <laughs> yeah last year so I, it's going to be in Mesa you know, I'm, this year. I'm a three, I play singles. I know, and I'm going to enjoy that. So I play singles, I play doubles, and I play mixed doubles. Um, and sometimes if I can find, you know, two mixed double partners, and that, which the levels play on two different days, I will do it. So at nice. the JW Marriott, I literally played in four brackets two mixed doubles, one women's doubles and singles. So anything sure half-assed folks. Player. I mean, four different brackets and not even no. Annalie Waters played. In, <laughs> and she could only play in three and you're playing double tournaments in one tournament. It's yeah, awesome. Well, she lasted a lot longer than I did. <laughs> hey, but you're having fun out there. I, I was started. watching you and 
it it gets it's competitive. I was watching. I mean, there were some good games. I was watching you play, and that's the whole point. Is back to the yeah. tools in the toolbox, mental toughness. It's the repetition and just executing the strokes. And that's what I talk to my friends about. I'm like, we need to go practice. Let's just go play dink games. Let's go play that Seven Eleven game and and get up to the net and and work on it. And everybody just wants to play, 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 play. If I want to move from three, five to four, yeah. it's the repetition. It's the practice. And that's where I look to keep doing that a little more consistently for my own game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's truly amazing the the conversion from racing and to pickleball. It, and I say that, you know, I'm 55, 56 years old and pickleball has given me a second opportunity to be you know, another athlete in my life. So Absolutely. I started racing when I was 38 and I started playing pickleball three years ago. And so, you know, it's like an, another chance to be another athlete in my life. Well, how many Isn't people cool? can say that they've even been one athlete? How many people can say they've been, you know, like, I mean, there's a couple of athletes out there. I mean, they got tennis and they're going to, to you know, or they played baseball or they played you know and then they go into pickleball i'm not sure. saying it's just me but it's truly been a blessing i i i, well, I like you, it you, i love you, you it you found and, you know, it you can see the passion that you have even when you talk yeah. about it you can see the passion when you play because as, as we talked about even when you're out there on the court and maybe you, you hit one in the net or you do go for that shot you have to stay positive Right. I mean, that is so important. Or the next thing you know, Absolutely. that little bit of negative energy, your your opponent has five points in a row on you. And you're like, what the hell just happened to this game? When the devil speaks and the angel speaks, you know, it's like you know, they're fighting against each right. other. And then in my Smash mind, it, I'm it. like, oh, I got to be Valerie. So how much now do we devote to pickleball during the day? In a, in a regular day, or is it just a few days during the week? Let's talk, talk, to, talk to me about that. So I've been really trying to get to the next level. I've really been trying to, you know, just becoming a better player, a better partner. Um, I play six days a week, maybe seven, and a couple times a day. And awesome. I'm always up for a match. I'm always up for, hey, Valerie, I have my own court. I mean, after the eighth time I played pickleball, I said, I want to be better than, you know, I want to be better. And I want to, you know, I want a coach. And now I want to play every day. <laughs> and, you want to plug your coach. Do you have a, you know, do you have a coach? Did you I, get I a coach? That, I, I did. Uh, Jack Thomas, which is the former president of the USA Pickleball Association. He was my very first coach. <laughs> That's a good plug. And then he moved away on me. Oh, he took off. Yeah. Where, so where do you go, Florida? He moved Texas, and he moved to Oklahoma with his family. Oh, Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma's yeah. growing. Uh, Big but pickle I still scene. Keep in touch with him. Yeah. And I told him I wanted him to be like my first partner I ever wanted to play with. And I still want to play with Jack in, in a tournament. Um, but, um, you know, it was, he was a great uh, mentor and, and he's, and he shows up when he comes to my tournaments or when he comes to a tournament, he shows up on my court with him and his wife, Joan. And it's like, Oh, thank you. That's so awesome. That's so great. Look, Hey, you've got a court. I'm always looking for a game. So we know how to get a hold of each other. When you need a partner, I'll yeah. come up there. I'll run you around on the singles court, you know, keep you sharp. But let's talk oh, about I, also. I, I definitely need that. 
I do too. I need to work on my game. We talk about, and I think we see it, especially you see it out at tournaments all the time, but even at smaller tournaments or even at just the local parks where you go to play, how pickleball is coming into the community. I know, Valerie, for you, as you continue the quest to be, as I like to, you're a pro, but I like to say the pro pro. And, but you also like to, you know, empower women through your story as well. I mean, talk about that a little bit. That's always been a big part of your own journey is pushing back the doubters, breaking through some barriers. And now here you are. You know, I have a a great 20 year experience of doing marketing, promoting my sponsors, you know, um, signing autographs, taking photos um, and, and talking with you know, and, and speaking on at, at, at schools and, um, going to different events and being, you know, a speaker. Um, I'm not the greatest speaker, but I get my point across and they love it, you know? Um, but truly to give back, to do a sport that you love and to give it back to other people to be like, yeah, Valerie, I said, I want to be like you. I'm like, okay, well, you you can. You can do this. You know, just never give up. Just keep doing it. Like, I mean, I gave up twice in my racing career where I took all my helmets down, which my helmets are like my trophies. My helmets mean so much to me. Um, and right now I have them on a, a nice pedestal. And I will never take them down because if but I you take went through, them down, that you means, went through a I funk mean, or something. A and you I just wanted to, nothing to do and, with it and, and said, let's get him out of here. Absolutely. My, my friend, uh, Tom McDermott told me, Valerie, get those helmets back up there. Now do not give up. And he wrote on some corkscrews about what I need to do on five different corkscrews <laughs> that he gave to me. Cause once in a while, I like a little wine back in the days. Now I All watch right. my wrong with that. intake on any of that. Right. You know, so but um, he wrote on some corkscrews of what I need to do. You know, it's like, and I still have them. I'm so sentimental. I, I even have my one, I have my first ball I ever hit with, which is an onyx ball. I have all three balls and I have them in the case. It says one through three. And I wrote on there, this is my first That's ball, great. this is my second ball, and this is my third ball I ever hit with. I still have it. So I still have the wine cork. So getting back to how I'm in sentimental on things. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, I'll never forget him to tell me, get those helmets back up there. And I did, and it gave me the fire and the desire and I'm glad I never gave up. And so if I could give that back to people, it doesn't matter. I'm a good mentor, even to men, you know, in the racing community, I have people reaching out to me all the time and saying, Valerie, you know, like I'm going through this, I'm doing this and what should I do? And, you know, sponsorship stuff. And I've helped so many people in my, in my career. Uh, and it's, I love to give back and doing a sport that you love and or to give back is like, it's the greatest feeling. I, th I think you're absolutely right. And as the sport of pickleball continues to grow the way it is, not just here, but across the country, I think you're in a, in a great position to be able to give uh -huh. that back and, and start to even continue to play at that next level the way you want to do. And it, it's an awesome part yeah. of your story. So let me ask you this, you know, what paddle are you swinging right now? What's the stick of choice for Valerie Thompson? Well, I, I am, I've been a big gearbox fan from day one. Um, and Big gearbox so fans I, I've here. tried so many. 
I I have tried so many paddles. I love paddles. I like I love shoes. Okay, <laughs> my paddle. When somebody tells me the best it's almost thing a about great segue. paddle is like, oh, they say no, that's a great shot. Shoes. That's yeah. a beautiful shot, Valerie. Yeah, I know, right? And they they say that's a beautiful shot, Valerie. And what I say is, my paddle tells me I'm beautiful every day. <laughs> it doesn't talk back. So give me that through. My choice of uh, the paddle I hold in my hand is the Gearbox. It's the pro-powered, um, long-gated, um, the new one that just came out. And I nice. love it. You know, I'm I'm a girl of speed. I love the power. I love, I love how much horsepower I can race with. I love to have a power, well, that's the- powerful paddle in my hands. That's that's the paddle that everyone says has the pop. And look, Gearbox is great. I spoke with uh, Raphael right on my show last year when I really first started getting going. I met him out at the at the tournament in Mesa, and he was kind enough to make some time and come on and talk to me. He talked about paddles and delamination. Great, interesting guy. And you mentioned it. There's a lot of paddles yeah. that you can play with out there. I've been playing with the Mavericks paddle a lot. I recently started swinging the Proton paddle, local company here in town. And there's a lot of choices. I think it comes down to uh, what feels good for you, what plays right for you. I think the most important thing, people, is you got to get out and play some pickleball for crying out loud. Now, Valerie, are you ready to jump off the court a little bit? Yeah. We're going to have a little fun. You ready? We're going to wind it down. It's a Friday after all. She, okay, looks, she looks nervous. She looks nervous, but she looks like she's ready to have a little fun. So we'll start it off easy, <laughs> easy peasy, lemon breezy. In town is the little thing Perfect. called the Phoenix Open this weekend. Will you go to the Open or any social Open related activities? Or do you just stay away from that monstrous, crazy crowd now? Only go once. And I'm going today. <laughs> You're going today. So you are going a little later today. All right. Now, will you be in a posh Valerie luxury box type setting? Where do you sit at the open or do, do you wander? Yeah, no, I don't wander because I don't want to be amongst all those young drunks. <laughs> Sorry. There's only a few of them out there. There's just I, a few. I, there's only a few, but there's quite a few. <laughs> I'm just lucky I could get back home and get in my car and then drive and get home safe. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, while you're out there, stay safe. Friday isn't isn't the total day of crazy. Saturday, stay away. Does, folks, look, they call it the biggest party on tour. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the biggest disaster on Saturday. There's 150,000 people out there for crying out loud. Yeah, I, I'm glad that I'm playing pickleball and uh, on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm playing pickleball at Pickle Mall because even when? though I have my own court, I... You know, we're expected to have some rain, so um, I'm, I'm. Are you going, going down to Pickle Mall tonight? <laughs> Do I need to come down there? Do I get an invite? Uh, no, I'm. I'm going. I'm, I'm playing today at four to six. <laughs> is that a? That's not open play. Is that a league thing? Uh, no, it's 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 a purpose. Uh, we're playing with purpose. You know, we have a, a girl uh, team of four, and so we're just going to go play. But on Sunday, oh, nice. I'd, I'm, no, Saturday, I'm playing. Um, uh, open play. And so I'm playing with my partner that I'm going to play with uh, in an upcoming event. So, All right. Well, I need a rain check to Pickle Mall or up at the uh, Casa de Thompson court so we can get some dinks and some some drops yes. in there and work work on our game. So now that we warmed up with the easy question, yes. folks, you can, you can look for Valerie out there at the Phoenix Open, Waste Management Phoenix Open, only today. Don't try to find her Saturday. She's smart. She ain't going to be out today. there on Saturday. I- 
I will only be there for a short time, but I told my girlfriend, I said, I have to be home by three because I have to be at Pickle Mall at four. <laughs> so this girlfriend, she's not a part of the Pickle Crew? She's just heading out to the open with you? No, she is. She's a part of a, a pickleball community, and um, she's one of the girlfriend. Um, her boyfriend, uh, Walter, I played, and that's who I started to play with, and that's uh, my very first taste of uh, pickleball was through my friends Walter, Keith, and Christine, and and Wendy, and and nice. And I text my friend Wendy every day, like every year. I'm like. I'm on my two-year anniversary with you. I'm on my three-year anniversary. And so it's been three years since I've been playing. Isn't that great? <laughs> All right. So we're close yeah, to the same age. Fun. I mean, you're, you're about to turn 50, and I'm a little over 50. So I'm going to take you back yeah. to maybe when you were, you know, a young lady. Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds, Lee Majors. Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds, Erling Major. Um, which one? Which one would be more of a crush? I would have to say Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Oh yeah, Magnum, right? I mean, come yeah. on. Favorite band yeah. way back then. I, I like the dark hair. I like, you like that dark hair. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Favorite band. What kind of music you like? I love techno. I am a hundred percent techno. You're one of, uh, and I, <laughs> yep. I I I love the techno. Um, I was a techno dancer um, on a dance team uh, consisted of eight of us, um, and I used to dance to some pretty fast beats yeah. up on the stage and I've I've actually been on the stage um, with some uh, concerts as you know the fly girl in the background is this findable my can my days, crack but, research um, team find this is, is this still out on the interweb anywhere no you know back in those <laughs> days we didn't have internet you know we, we didn't have the you know true. The, the phone the cell phones it was is this on laser somewhere <laughs> but yeah I that the, that music is my most amazing music. Um, when I get in my car, it is like a it's like a concert in my car. My speakers um, and the music is so nice and it's so loud. Even my watch tells me loud environment. That's great. Why? Well, I, I mean, you could thump it in that my car. My mental preparation to get to the court. My mental a- preparation is my music to get to the court. I hear you. I, I mean, I'm always a big fan of you know what's the soundtrack. In your life today, right? I've always got something playing in my head. Yeah, and you know, my mental, my other mental preparation is to paint my nails. I don't know if you can see them, but I can they see are those. chrome gold. I like so it. I have gold on my toes, and I have gold on my hands because going for I'm gold. thinking fast forward is gold medals. Going for gold, all I want. I going want, for gold. Know, like, of course, I I enjoy the the silver and the bronze, but. You know, if I can gold. have some gold to match my fingers, gold. I like it. Are you playing out in Mesa? <laughs> I am. Yes. All right. So next tournament will be, are you, do you have any tournaments in between? Na- and, and, mix. and mix. Okay. Any tournaments yeah, between I, now I, and then? I've got quite a few. <laughs> When's the yes, next I've, one? I've got probably like three tournaments. When's your um, next tournament? The next tournament, one is... Um, it's in a surprise at the, no, uh, surprise at the, 
Coco Pella uh, event. It's just one day. It's on the right. 18th, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, big one in Mesa. Folks, Mesa out here at the Legacy Courts. Got to get out there. It's a PPA MLP weekend. Come find Valerie out there. Watch her play. Back to some fun. You can have a superpower for three hours. What do you want? I want to be superwoman. Ooh, that's a lot of power. I like it. Superwoman for that's three a, you know, hours, Valerie like Thompson. When I put my helmet on, when I put my helmet on, I can be whoever I want to be. But when my visor goes on, I go, it's high octane. <laughs> right. But that's that mentality for the pickle anyone. port, right? At you get moment, out there. It's zero, zero I start. You're like, you got to think that visor's coming I down. everywhere. That's right. Now, you've well, traveled yeah, a lot. My visor goes down on my, on my helmet. I can be whoever I want to be, and that would be Superwoman. Awesome. I like it. Now, you've traveled a lot all over the country. You've traveled to other countries, of course. Where have you not been yep. that you want to go? I want to go to Iceland. I want to go into ah. the, um, I want to sit in the Blue Lagoon. Very cool. Very cool. I want to get in the water and I want to paint myself with the sand and I want to put it on my body because the sun exposure to our skin is like, there's a lot of um, bad stuff that goes on our skin. So I, I don't know. I just want to rest and I love the cold plunges and I love um, to do that, but I also want to go to Iceland to do that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Iceland is on, on a list for me. I have not been to Iceland. Do you have a cold plunge at home? Are you a cold plunger? You do that a couple times a day or twice a day? I have a cold plunger. Yes. Yes. It's called the pool. <laughs> it is so Perfect. cold. It is right now. <laughs> I also now. go to Lifetime Fitness. I go to Lifetime Fitness at the Fashion Square and they have a cold plunge too. So I awesome. get to use theirs. So we talked about the importance of diet. We talked about how you like a little vino, even though it might be a little lesser now these days. Would it be red or white when you're yeah, drinking wine? Uh, red or white? Um, I like white. Uh, I like both because I like I like white when I have sushi and I like red when I have meat. See that, folks? She knows how to pair it. She knows what she's doing. She's the queen of speed for crying out loud. And you think she it's doesn't know how to have red wine better. with her meat? Come on. Now, it's junk food. It's once in a blue moon that I won't have it. But um, Oprah Winfrey interviewed this old lady, and she says, well, how do you stay so young? And she goes, honey, I drink a little, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I missed my mark. Darn it. Okay. It. I, I drink a little Jesus juice. She goes, I drink a little Jesus juice. <laughs> Just have a little Jesus juice. Red wine. That's Just right. A little red young. wine. Just a little. Jeez, she called it Jesus juice. I, keep keep I like young. Pinot Noir. I'm a Pinot oh, Noir. Nice Pinot. All right. Yeah. Hey, keep what is your go-to or I must? Say I feel like. I was going to say your go-to or must have junk food. Chippies. Costco chippies, the Himalayan <laughs> salt chippies. <laughs> nice, nice. Are I you a like coffee some drinker? Salt in my diet too. <laughs> Are you a coffee um, drinker? I like a little shot of espresso in the morning. Yes. Iced or hot? One little shot of espresso in the morning. Traditional uh, hot in the morning. Nice. One in the morning. Okay, so sticking in the morning. Yeah. Let's say. You know, you've got the time. We're not rushing to the court for pickle. We don't have an awesome podcast interview that we have to get ready for. What would be your favorite breakfast? Uh, my favorite breakfast is 
Um, I like to eat super healthy, but I love fruit and um, I like some oatmeal. Ooh, all right. So nice oatmeal, maybe with some strawberries or bananas on it or something like that, or blueberries even. Absolutely. And then I love, I, I love pineapple. So I always have pineapple on the side because the sweeter, the more sweets I eat, the sweeter I am. Oh, she's a sweet gal, though, folks. So you better watch out. Don't let that. I saw that. I, I got you. Don't let that sweetness fool you, though. She's a killer on the court. She's a killer on the court. Now, I'll get you out of here with this because yes. this is this is what the people want to know, Valerie. Do you have a Super Bowl pick? Um, I'm going to go with Kansas, uh, Kansas Chiefs. <laughs> going with the Chiefs. You heard it right here. I would like the Seahawks. They're not in it. <laughs> I didn't even bust your chops about being from, from Tacoma, Washington, from Washington and not Washington, picking up so pickleball until 2018 or whenever. So yeah. You're from yeah, Washington well, and didn't start didn't playing pickleball, pickleball until 2022. But now we play pickle and we like pickle. <laughs> I know. All right, let me yeah, get we, you we, out of here pickle. on a Friday. I love pickles. <laughs> hey, you should. I'm going to get you some Mickles pickles. They're sending me some Mickles mm -hmm. pickles. I just talked to the folks from Mickles pickles. So I'll get you out of here on a Friday Perfect. so you can I get. I love some. I, I will. And so you can get ready to go out to the open. Now that the people know you're coming, you have to get ready and, and be Thank ready for you. the paparazzi. Uh, go ahead and plug anything that you'd like yeah. to as you head out for the weekend. And thank you again so much for joining me today. And I can't wait for us to play some more pickleball. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, thank you. I, I'm just excited to be on your show. And, um, you know, and if I can share my journey, you know, to share my journey and to help people along the way, um, you know, reach out to me. I, I, I've been away from social media for a little bit, but I'm coming back. I'm coming back stronger and faster and with more content and good content. Um, and I'm sorry, my race fans for, um, sneaking in pickleball because everybody's like, did you know what Valerie's doing now? She's playing pickleball. Do you know what she's doing now? Like, you know, so the chatter about pickleball now, everything is pickleball. <laughs> so I love it. Um, but I'm still a racer at heart and I, you can't take the race the racer i've been doing it for 20 years and you know pickleball is a, a good journey and i use pickleball as my um, fitness regimen and now it's going to turn into hopefully one day i can be a pro 5-0 plus player <laughs> well i know that you're well on your way you certainly have my support i appreciate making some time thanks again valerie thompson queen of speed look for her around look for her journey on the pickleball court because she's going to be making it I'm Micklemore. Valerie, again, thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Cheers. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you. You got it. That was fun. All right. Have a great weekend. Valerie, that was a lot of fun. And again, I appreciate you. You can hear our talk on the Micklepod, available on all major podcast apps. Check us out on YouTube at the Micklepod. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe and stay hydrated. I'll see all y'all next time right here. Oh,